Everybody is popping off in the chat. Yeah, what are they saying? All right. They're just saying they're so excited to see you, Rima. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It is Friday, October the 20th. Kai is out today, but joining me is Marketplace's Rima Crace, host of the podcast, This Is Uncomfortable. Welcome back. Hi, it's great to be here. Always love talking to hey. you, Kimberly. Uh, and thanks to all of those yes, joining us great. on the podcast and on the YouTube live stream. It is Friday, which I am very happy about. That I means know, right? it is also time. <laughs> I know, dude, I needed this. Um, it's also time for Economics on Tap, Make Me Smart's weekly happy hour. Yes. uh, So we are going to do some news, then we're going to take a break. And then since Rima is here, we are actually going to play a different game. Um, But before we get into it, Rima, what do you have to drink? So I am drinking, can't see it, a banana, oops, I already opened it, banana cream soda from Olipop. Um, Are you familiar with this brand? No. Open it. It is... Um, it's good. I like it. It's a semi-popular soda brand. Its whole shtick is that it's a healthier soda alternative, so it doesn't have a lot of sugar, and it has prebiotic fiber and botanicals, which is, I don't know, supposed to be good for your gut. <laughs> but honestly, I... That is so I, healthy. Yeah, well, I don't... See, I didn't really get it for the health reasons. I actually had this in the <laughs> fridge because... Um, this is a whole other story, but my husband and I had this um, blind taste test party that we did a couple of weeks ago where we hmm. bought a bunch of different drinks and like mostly seltzers and tried to get our friends to guess the flavors. And so we didn't use all the drinks. Um, there are a bunch hmm. of leftovers in the fridge. So this was one of them. But I do like this flavor, um, even though it might be controversial. That's a really fun idea for a party, just especially yeah, with all these new nice. like non-alcoholic uh, mm. mixers and seltzers and, you know, specialty drinks coming on the market that's actually a really fun idea it's fun Um, and there are so many um and people got really into it so yeah definitely recommend it i remember one time i had a well one time i had a party at my house because we got together um a bunch of the women business and economics journalists in dc and we did an econ ladies happy hour because we're nerds um Mm. but one of my friends uh who's not in journalism was studying to be a sommelier and so she Mm. made us a uh blind taste test of all these women-owned wines and it was really fun yeah so what I have to drink is actually hard cider today. It's perfect because, like, Kai mm. would drag me if I brought mm. hard cider mm. in his presence. Um, but earlier this week, I was out reporting in uh, Southern Virginia, I think it was. Western, Southern? Not quite yeah. sure. It was far away. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, our D.C. intern, Maya, and I, we stopped at this cider mill to get apple cider donuts and uh, grilled cheese sandwiches that they were selling. And they were selling hard ciders. So I got a Virginia blackberry hard cider from, um, it was called Old Hill. Yeah, Old Hill Cider. um, It's Hmm. Old Hill Ciders in Timberville, Virginia. Yeah. So anyway, I tasted it already, so I already know it's delicious, but I will pour it into this very nice glass that actually one of the Make Me Smart listeners oh, sent a while back. Wow. Isn't That's it so cool? nice? <laughs> yeah. I know. People are so friendly. I really appreciate it. Uh, can you tasty. see the YouTube chat and see what Let other see. folks are drinking? Someone said, that's a nope for banana cream. Which, okay, so I said this in the chat um, earlier this week mm. that I was going to be drinking this soda, and 
um, Ellen, who writes our newsletters, she shared this article about how um, artificial banana flavor doesn't actually taste like bananas, right? And that's because Mm. of, um, she shared some interesting history of like, basically, there's a flavor, a banana flavor that um, is based off of this compound. Can't remember what the compound is called, but it is more prominent in an older banana species that died out in the 90s because of a fungal outbreak. And apparently those bananas are more flavorful. Um, It was more banana-y. And it's based on that. That is my recollection of the article that I read. But interesting um, nice. banana history. <laughs> well, nothing about. Learn something new every day, man. We do. Uh, um, Verbena from the West Coast in the Discord chat is drinking ginger kombucha with St. Germain, which mm. sounds really interesting. I actually have some lemon ginger kombucha and I have St. Germain. So I may try that this weekend. Um, hmm. What else? What else? What else? Lots of water, which is good, very healthy. All right, we should probably get to news. Yeah, let's um, do news as we drink yes, these tasty so, drinks. As we drink these tasty drinks. Cheers, Reba. Yes. Cheers. Mm. Right. Um, so mine is um, some news that came out this after- afternoon about the U.S. deficit. Now, Kai and I have been talking at length about the deficit, how fast it's been, not, well, the national debt, really, um, how fast it's growing because of interest rates causing problems. And um, today we got new numbers about the federal budget deficit. So I'm just going to read here from the New York Times. The latest Treasury Department figures showed a budget deficit of $1.7 trillion in 2023, up from $1.37 trillion in 2022. Those numbers make the deficit look smaller than it actually was last year because of an accounting mirage related to student loan forgiveness. So the actual deficit, uh, according to New York Times, effectively doubled in the 2023 fiscal year as slumping tax receipts, rising interest rates, and persistent demand for expiring pandemic relief benefits strained the nation's finances. So all of these things that Kai uh, was laying out the other day about the fiscal problems that we're having that are getting worse because of rising interest rates, yeah, it's bad. Um, And I was looking over in Bloomberg – And it said, you know, while the ballooning gap coincides with a surprisingly resilient U.S. economy, it also points to the longer-term fiscal risks that in recent months have spurred fresh warnings from economists, politicians, and Mm. credit rating agencies. And, you know, we'll have many more conversations about this, but the numbers are pretty uh, astonishing. And the lower income tax receipts is a big part of it, Um, Mm. you know, The Democrats uh, obviously want to blame the Trump tax cuts. The Republicans want to blame people spending too much in government. Um, But it's 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 all of those things and more. And we need some pretty Mm -hmm. systemic policy solutions to get it under control. If you're even in the camp that we need to get it under control, if you're in the modern monetary theory camp and just like doesn't really matter, Mm -hmm. you know, whatevs. Yeah. (laughs) What also comes at an interesting moment as President Biden asks Congress for more government spending um, for Israel and Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was news out about how uh, the White House asked Congress for more than $105 billion in foreign aid, which includes about $14 billion for Israel and more than $9 billion for humanitarian aid for Israel, Gaza, Ukraine, and other conflicts. So 
that is all happening too amidst <laughs> this backdrop. Um, How and are you that doing, actually Emma? leads. Oh, I'm, you know, not great. <laughs> um, that leads me into my news. Um, so, you know, I had a, I have a news item to share about Gaza, and I slacked you this earlier, Kimberly. Um, my family is in Gaza. Uh, most of my family lives there. So I was debating whether or not to share that with this news item. Um, but, uh, and, and I can get into it in a little bit, but let me get into the news first. Um, and I can talk about how I'm feeling. Um, so, you know, there is a big headline out today that uh, Hamas released two hostages, right? An Israeli American mom and da- a daughter. Um, And another big headline uh, today is around aid for Gaza. So after the attack from Hamas, Israel put Gaza under complete siege, which means no food, fuel, water, or medicine has entered um, Gaza for the last couple of weeks. And when President Biden visited earlier this week, he struck a deal to let aid get through. Um, But as of this recording, there are still truckloads of aid just stuck waiting alongside trucks. Yeah, it does. I think I read a 200 trucks. Um, Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, they're just outside the Egypt-Gaza border. I've seen reports that say the trucks should enter within the next 24, 48 hours. So we'll see. But, um, you know, people in Gaza have been facing what the UN has called an unprecedented catastrophe. Others have called just a humanitarian crisis. Um, Typically, more than 400 trucks a day, apparently, enter Gaza. And so right now, things are just... They're dire. You know, all of Gaza's wastewater treatment plants are non-operational. People are running out of drinking water. Electricity has been cut off. You've got hospitals that um, are facing medical supply shortages. Their fuel reserves for backup generators are running low. Um, and the hospitals are just generally incredibly overwhelmed. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw this news report, but there was this one hospital that was using ice cream trucks as makeshift morgues, which is so bleak. Um and, you know, meanwhile, in retaliation to the Hamas attack, which killed about 1,400 people in Israel, um, Israel has been waging an intensive bombing campaign. The death toll in Gaza, the last I checked, was, you know, 1,318. Uh, geez, that's not a number. 3,800. Um, about mm-hmm. 1,500 of which are children. And more than 12,000 people are injured. Um, and Israel ordered... You know, meanwhile, yeah, so homes, neighborhoods getting destroyed. And meanwhile, Israel ordered about a million people in northern Gaza last week to evacuate their homes. So you have about half of Gaza's population who are currently displaced. And going back to how, you know, how I'm doing, um, was your family that includes my family. in northern Gaza? Did they have yeah. to move? They're oh, all God. in northern Gaza and Gaza City. So um, my family on my mom's side, they left last week. Um they went to southern Gaza and started knocking on doors and found some strangers to let them in. Um, like literal strangers, just literal somebody. Literal strangers, yeah. And there are about 30 of them. So it's my grandparents and cousins, aunts, uncles. One of my cousins has a one-year-old and pregnant with twins. It's just, uh, it's a terrible situation. I feel like words are so trite when I talk about this. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then my family on my dad's side decided to stay put. Um but yeah, this is, you know, a story that obviously hits very close to home. Um, just, you know, the hospital explosion that got a lot of headlines earlier this week. 
um, my dad worked there for 10 years. Um, oh my God. So it's, yeah. So it's a, it's a lot. It's hard. Um, yeah. You, it's, it's hard. You know, um, so often in our line of work, we're asked to like not exist as humans yeah. with experiences. And, you know, this came up a lot for me during the Black Lives Matter protests, you know, mm-hmm. where there's a certain cadre of people who will always say that you simply speaking your truth is biased or not being objective, even if you're just speaking your lived experience. And on this issue is so polarizing in particular. Um, And I mean, I just, I'm I'm so sorry because I'm I'm sure it's a struggle to do the work with this hanging over you. Well, yeah, it's it's been a lot these last couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. It's um, especially with, you know, electricity has been cut out in Gaza. So the updates we get are very sporadic. And when we don't hear from them over, you know, 24 hours past, of course, we get nervous and um, it's very distracting. And so even today, as I was looking at the news and I was like, okay, I'll talk about this. Should I talk about my family? Should I not? It just feels wrong not to because this is all consuming, right? It, it's right. the only thing that's been on my mind these last couple of weeks. And yeah, to your point, I think because especially Palestine, Israel is such a polarizing topic. I think that gets discussed very often in these binary ways. Um, mm-hmm. it, I think there are a lot of critics out there who might be quick to dismiss a Palestinian perspective, especially if you're a journalist. I think they might be more inclined to see your coverage as biased. But um. Yeah. And so it's tricky. Like on the one hand, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to downplay like where my family comes from or who I, like who I am or not mention it, but I also don't want it to be held against me sometimes. And so that's, that's the thing that I'm always balancing in my head um, whenever Gaza is in the news. And, you know, again, because this. mm -hmm. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, I think, again, with this topic, especially, you you know, you see real repercussions for people who, um, uh, I'm weighing whether or not to get into this, but what were you going to say? Then I can maybe, you know, jump in. Well, one of the things that's really jumped out to me and, you know, that I lived in Egypt for a while and I ended up covering this conflict quite a bit from there. And I was living in a place where a lot of folks definitely had very conflicted feelings about it because Egypt, you know, an ally of Israel in, you know, sort of technical terms. Um, But on the other hand, a lot of the population very much against the actions of Israel. Um, And, you know, some of the issues that are at play here have been going on for decades. And so what your family lives through, um, even before all of this, I mean, if you want to talk about it in terms of what it's like to live in Gaza is beyond challenging. And the United Nations is often raising, um, you know, the alarm on that, you know. And so one of the complaints that's been coming up is all of the attention on the 
people in Gaza now when it's really been building for so long. And no one is going to be out here saying that what Hamas did was in any way justified. Mm -hmm. But then you want to talk about your own experience without diminishing the horror of what was done, right? Exactly, right. Um, You captured that really perfectly. Um, Because... You know, these events aren't existing within a vacuum. There's a lot of history and important context here, as it as is the case with everything, right? Every news event. But um, yeah, and so with that, you know, what I was saying earlier is with this topic, you do see people who, you know, students, even human rights activists who've um, been vocal about Palestine have been doxxed and harassed. And, you know, even I don't know if you saw this headline, but the Frankfurt Book Fair recently rescinded an award it chose to give to Palestinian author. Um, and I can think of There's so many some examples. students who've had their uh, job offers rescinded uh, right, for right. saying things. Yeah. One of. Yeah. I mean, I could keep going. <laughs> I was going to say one, someone I, I want know. To dr- actually. Well, yeah comment here on um, somebody in the question uh, in the chat is asking about um, why Egypt is not sending water, etc. in through their border with Gaza. Egypt does control that Rafah border crossing, um, but it is also something they do in coordination with Israel. And mm-hmm. Egypt is very worried about members of Hamas crossing into Egypt um, if the border is open. And there's a lot more politics at play. It's not usually just a decision made by by Egypt alone, but they're also very concerned about, you know, letting people in that they don't want, the Israel and Jordan and um, Lebanon as well, I believe. They're all very cautious about letting in refugees from Gaza because they are concerned that it will result in a long-term displacement of people, that people mm-hmm. won't be able to go back. Is that accurate yeah. Yeah, way yeah. to sum it up, Rima? Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is my news today. Just, just hoping that, um, you know, my family and everyone stays safe. Um, is everybody okay for now? Other than staying at the homes of strangers and running out of food and water and medical yeah. supplies. Yeah. No, we got some bad news today, but um, about some extended family members who who got killed by an airstrike. Um, I don't know how to say that, <laughs> um, you know, casually, sorry, but um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's, I think it's everyone who's affected by what's going on in Gaza, Israel right now. It's just, it's, it's a difficult time. Yeah, it is. Um, there's not going to be an easy way to make a pivot out of this. But I know. you know that it's... my heart is with you. I'm so sorry that you and your family are going through this and everybody who's suffering because of this. Yeah. And we're going to take a break and Let's we are going to make a hard pivot because <laughs> I think that you especially probably need a little bit of lightness at the moment. Let's so, do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to actually play a game from Rima's show, um, which if you haven't listened, you got to go check out This Is Uncomfortable with the thoughtfulness and care that you've just heard Rima talking about something deeply personal and difficult. You can you have to sort of extrapolate that to the amazing things she does with This Is Uncomfortable. So you should Aww. definitely go listen. On the show, they have a game-ish uh, called Defend Your Splurge, which we're going to play when we come back in a minute. 
We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Um, All right. Hard a little reset. Yeah, but... Um, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to play this game, which is called Defend Your Splurge. And our friends over at This Is Uncomfortable um, do this. Rima, can you explain yeah. it and explain the ground rules? Yeah. Well, you know, I <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, calling it a game might be a stretch, but it is fun. <laughs> it's just a fun thing to talk okay. about. So, um, like you said, I host This Is Uncomfortable. It's a narrative podcast. And we, you know, we feature personal stories about our relationship with money, taking this as an opportunity to plug it. Um, we do have a couple of new episodes coming out next month um, before we launch a full season early next year. But anyway, we have this segment in our uh, This Is Uncomfortable newsletter, which we call Defend Your Splurge, where we ask people how they've treated themselves lately and why. So it can be a small or big thing, but you just got to make a case for it. Um, and we want to also hear from you all, right? So I think you can, as we're talking, we can, yeah, uh, yeah if you all yes, want to chime in. I'm sorry, in. I was supposed to read those words. I, I know, I was like, I can read them You're for like, you. You're like, wait, this is, this is <laughs> thanks. Sorry, I was, I was not fully committing to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to play this game. Rima's going to explain. Uh, so she's we've got the ground rules. You just explain your splurge. But we do want to hear from people on YouTube. So I'm going to talk about my splurge. Rima, you can talk about one of your yeah. splurges. And then we're going to go to you all who are in the YouTube chat or in the Discord. So start brainstorming something that you have splurged on to maybe treat yourself or just soothe yourself. Because as we just experienced, it's hard out here. Um, and stuff to make us happy. We need, and 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 whether that be physical stuff or experiences or, you know, uh, sometimes when I get really low, there's a lot of research that shows when you do volunteer work or give to charity, you know, that that can actually make you feel better. So if you dropped a big donation somewhere and it made you feel warm and fuzzy, whatever it is, let's, let's hear about it. So, um, Rima, I'll keep track of the discord. If you want to have a look at the YouTube chat. Um, but first, what is your splurge? What is my splurge? So, um, you know, like I just shared, it's been a, it's been a heavy time. So, Mm -hmm. um, I've been craving an outlet, something to get excited about to do in my spare time. Um, the other day I was scrolling on social media and I saw something that immediately grabbed my attention and I was like, Oh, that, that is what I need to do. Um, so it was this video of someone making stained glass. I don't know if, Yeah, I don't. So I don't know if you ever get like this, Kimberly, but you like stumble across something and you become weirdly obsessive with this thing you knew oh. nothing about five minutes ago. And you're like, I Absolutely. need this. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That was that moment. Um, and I was like, you know, if I don't 
seize this inspiration, the moment will pass and I'll never revisit this again. So started Googling what tools you need to make stained glass designs. And um, turns out, <laughs> Led, Kimberly... Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> turns out it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also lead, <laughs> which can be <Right>. problematic. <laughs> so I was like, maybe, um, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do this. I immediately uh, felt discouraged, and then uh, did some more research, and I found out that you can um, basically get the effect of stained glass by buying this paint that you can put on glass or windows. When it so when it dries, it basically looks like stained glass. Um, hmm. So I was like, great, I'll do that. So I bought $30 worth of glass paint. And then I bought this like black thin tape that simulates the look of stained glass so that you can create these geometric shapes or patterns. So oh, I was like, cool. let me take baby steps into investing in this hobby. Um, so I spent like, yeah, maybe total $50. Uh, started doing it last night. And I, you know, I, um, and it looks kind of cool. I need to finish the the project that I'm working on. But I was walking past it earlier today. And I don't know. It was just this nice reminder of like, hey, doing something, even if it's imperfect, even if it's not exactly what you envisioned, it's a lot better than not doing anything at all, which is just a thing I've been trying to embrace lately. I think that that since we work in an industry where you have to be perfect all the time, Mm. (laughs) literally, like you can't be wrong. (laughs) You can't be, you can't mess up. I mean, we do mess up and and we try to catch it and correct it when we do. But, you know, having to be like perfect all the time can be really challenging. And so it's nice to give yourself space to be imperfect in -hmm. in different things. So Mm -hmm. I've had um, actually a year long splurge. So tell me. I have, uh, so I turned 40 earlier this year mm. and I decided that over the course of 2023, I was going to try out 40 new things I've never done before. Oh my gosh. I love that. And so over the course of the year, I have been taking lessons. I've been taking classes. I've been going on adventures and I, I made like a Google doc and I shared it with all of my friends. And so when people want to join me, they can, but I'm not organizing because I'm not trying to herd cats, (laughs) but sometimes people are, you know, coming with me. We, we all, a bunch of us went to top golf the other day. Um, I've been to like candle making classes and mountain biking classes and all these other things. All many, some of them are expensive, some of them are cheap, some of them are free. Um, But it's been really, really cool just to keep trying stuff. I think I'm on like number 34 now. So I got to get five or six more in before the end of 2023. That's amazing. That's been my big long splurge. I wish yeah. I was in D.C. so I could join you and do, yeah. Well, you got to come things. for a visit. I'm sure I know, whatever I really number do. 40 is going to be is going to be epic. All right. What, so. Well, I want to ask let, you, what's Rima, your favorite thing? Rima, why don't you. Oh, oh my favorite talking thing. Over each other. Um, no, it's okay. My favorite thing has, I took a blacksmithing class. And oh, that's fun. we turned like horseshoes into knives and there was fire. Oh. And it was awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, okay. I need to talk to you. Let's about go and see what everyone. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Um, so let's look at what everybody else is doing because we've been going on forever. Um, I'll look at Discord. You can go ahead and see what's in the chat. Okay. Let's see. So Tim from Austin um, splurged on Lego sets, particularly their botanical line. 
And um, yeah, because Tim lost his job at the start of August and then mm. his father passed away at the end of August. He says, I enjoy Legos and needed something to mentally check but check out but also be engaged. I love that. That's and, nice. Um, Good for you, Tim, for for choosing to to soothe that way. And mm-hmm. Verbena from the West Coast said two hundred dollars to make a tap dance practice board for the three hundred dollar intro to tap dance lessons I signed up for. Wow. I love that. I love it. That's gonna be cool. That's is it so like fun. Irish tap dance or like artistic tap dance? What kind of tap dance is it? That's cool. <laughs> There's so many submissions. Elizabeth said, writing retreats. My friend and I go to a hotel, close the curtains, and we write and eat and read each other's work and worry about nothing but our words and where we're going to eat next. Um, That sounds lovely. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. What else? Ooh. JC Katz says, my splurge is Epic Pass. $700, but you only need to ski five times to break even. So Epic Pass is this uh, pass that gets you to all these different ski resorts. If I... uh, didn't you know injure myself so badly the last time I did it mm. I do want to go skiing again but I had a pretty epic wipeout a couple of years back but I am going to get Dude. back on there oh and Verbena says it was dangerous. regular tap dance yeah mm. but so is riding a motorcycle and I do that you know mm-hmm. I live for danger <laughs> Damn. um yeah Let's what else, else is here um mermaiding did someone actually do that <laughs> Um, I did that. That's cool. Oh, you've done that. I feel like, yeah, I was getting deja vu. I was like, have I heard you talk about this? Yes. Um, Yeah, let's see. Carol Schaefer uh, did a 10-day trip to the Netherlands last September. It was a belated honeymoon delayed by the pandemic from a 2020 marriage. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Um, That's great. Marvin Ramiro is also on the Legos. And uh, Jin Peck says... I found these legal pads with awesome heavy paper on clearance with the safety elastic strap I bought for, which I so don't need. I cannot celebrate enough the joy of wonderful paper and fancy mm. pens. I have like found the pens dude. and I love fancy stationery. It's great. Let's see what else. Mm-hmm. Taking piano mm-hmm. lessons at the age of 74 from Terry. Oh, Good for that. you, Terry. Yeah. That's great. Um, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Marvin says we're contributing to inflation. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are. But you know what? We gotta live over here. All right. This is now. amazing. Um, I love everybody's splurges. Um, but we are kind of going on oh, for yeah. a really long we gotta time. Go. Yeah, so yeah, we gotta wrap, uh, to wrap right. this up. <laughs> um, so before we go, if you liked this uh, game, if you want to call it that, and want to submit your own splurge mm. or stay posted on the work we're doing at This Is Uncomfortable, you can sign up for our newsletter. Um, you can do that by going over to marketplace.org slash comfort. We always have great recommendations of things to read and listen and watch. And, you know, we get listeners and friends of the show to defend their splurges, which yes. is fun. And. Yeah, so you can submit your splurges, your questions, your comments um, to make me smart at marketplace.org, or you can leave us a voicemail at 508-EB-SMART. All right, that is the music. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Juan Carlos Torado, and our intern is Nilo Far Shabandi. Yeah, you got to do a bounce with it, Rima. Oh, I'm bouncing. I'm bouncing. Yeah, on my there seat. we go. Thank you. The team behind the Friday game is Emily McCune and Antoinette Brock. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital and on demand. All right. 
That is the Thank show. Thank you, Rima. It was really I nice really connecting with you. It. I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking of you. If there's anything I can do to oh, help thanks, out, let me know. Appreciate you. If, if you just want to, like, scream into the void, I'll listen with the volume down a bit. Honestly, I might do that. Go into my car and scream. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.